Hey, Red. Hi there, Red. Welcome, Welcome to, to Red Square. Red Square. No commie talk, just common sense from, from a couple, couple of uncommon gingers. You got that right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Well, what's been on your mind, Red? Well, Red, it's springtime, so there's only one thing on my mind today. Especially this close to the home opener. It, it is baseball. baseball! And that leads to the special episode of Red Squared. Where we will talk about baseball. And more baseball. And... A little baseball. more baseball. And fun facts about baseball. And then we'll wrap it up with a little talk about baseball. And then some jokes about baseball. Maybe and an interesting story about maybe baseball. Maybe a poem there, too. I don't know. It really might work out. So I, I, I'm going to start off with a joke, then. All right. Hit me, okay. with, an, hit me with a home opener eve joke. Okay. So what do the Guardians and I have in common? I have no idea. What do... The Guardians are the youngest team in baseball, so I know it's not that. <laughs> That's not what you guys have in Score. common. <laughs> what, so, okay, what do you and the Guardians have in common? Well, in all eventuality, come October, me and the Guardians will be watching the World Series on television. <laughs> but about Don't say that. It's, it's a hard-hitting show, oh, Red. I guess, man. It's young. And I wanted to start off with the report on how hot the Guardians are to start the season. I mean, we did a West Coast trip, played seven games in seven days to start the season, which is not typical. No. And we came out of that 5-2. Five 5-2. and, two. Five and two. That's pretty damn good. And our new guy, Josh Bell, who we talked about in a previous episode, has been crap so far. Right. I think he finally got his first hit yesterday. Although I know, I did notice uh, one of the two games, he already had six walks. Okay, so he's got so, some plate so, discipline. So he's, well, he's got some, some on-base percentage. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. true. I, I'm super excited about the way things are going. My man Miles Straw's actually hitting the ball to start off. He's this had season. like 360 right I'm now, like, and he has, uh, I think, three stolen bases. I, maybe that uh, Will Brennan guy has got him a little nervous, like oh, a little, a little fire under his rear. Exactly. Head. I might have to be sitting on the bench if I don't start swinging this bat a little bit I'll better. Be swinging it well right now. Well, I am super excited about the Guardians' start. I cannot wait to see them tomorrow. Me too. Because it is. Opening home. day! Yes, the home opener, baby. <laughs> this is a this is a holiday in Cleveland, and we both have the day, well, you always have the day off right. work, basically, but I also have the day off work tomorrow, as do our wives, and we will be downtown. And Some, progressive field. Someone at work today was like, hey, Red, you going to the home opener tomorrow? And I was like, you know it. <laughs> Show enough. You know it. I go every year. That's right. And loving it. All right. All right. So what else we got going on well, for our special baseball I was episode? Going over some research and I started looking at minor league teams. <laughs> and I realized that some of the names of minor league teams are funny, if not hilarious. Well, we have several minor league teams right around here. Yes, you know, we, do. we got the Lake Erie Captains. Right. Pretty boring, but still a fun like experience to go to that stadium. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're right on top of the field. 
The beers are cheaper, the concessions the food's cheaper, cheaper, and they're always doing some silly shit in between innings to try and keep you entertained. When they first started up, I used to go a lot, and I remember it got to the point where the people I would go with, we would play over and under. Okay, over six errors or under six errors? <laughs> Not <laughs> runs, you would pick errors. It was hilarious. I love it. Then we got the... Lake Erie Crushers for the wine growing, you know, their their logo is grapes and it's about crushing the grapes to make wine is where, where that is the is that the one way out west? Out west. Yeah. That you can see from uh ninety. Yeah, yeah, but that's not a Cleveland team, is it? Oh, I thought it was. I don't think so. Is that a Detroit I, team or something? I, I don't know what a, its affiliation. I don't even know if it's like a triple A. It might be Oh, in, like an independent? Yeah, it's more like an independent. That's a fun But that's experience. a nice stadium though. It's a fun experience out there too. They actually have a little place. Where you can, uh, your ticket includes a table and table service. Oh, wow. So you can just sit there and have a server bring you beer and concessions while you just hang out. And it was only like, I think it was 60, well, this is quite a few years ago. But it was only $60 for the game. You'll you spend $60 four, on four beers. And you could have four people at the table. Right. So that made the tickets 15 bucks, which for a minor league team is more than typical, but you get a server. Sure, right, right. I mean, that, well, that, that's maybe something we should check out this summer. Absolutely. We're already going to at least 11 games. Right, right. Because we just split up our season ticket package. Well, and I also know that once, you know, and home you opener, guys get out, we'll be, we'll be going to those afternoon games. And postseason, I expect us to get there again. I think we're going to win our division. So that'll be some more games. So, uh, yeah. All right. But what about these minor league teams? So, I was looking. The, the one that stood out the most, and I did a little research on, was um, the Savannah Bananas. <laughs> which is just fun to say. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Savannah Banana. That shit's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> so, so, as I uh, looked it up, they're they saying they're almost, be- they're, they're in the Pacific Pacific Coast League, but they kind of left it because they've become so wildly popular down there that they're taking their show on tour. <laughs> so it'll be at the Akron Rubber Bowl, July second and July third. Really? And I would, I'm, I would like to go see them. The wife and I will be in Hawaii. All right. So, so I will tell you two things that that, that made me smile about this team that makes me want to go see them. All right. Number one, they play in kilts. <laughs> Okay, that's a that's a gimmick right there. Right there. And this is my favorite one. In their stadium, I don't know if they're gonna do this on the road, but in their stadium, if if someone hits a foul ball in the stands, it counts as an out if they catch it. <laughs> Isn't that great? So if the home team hits the foul ball, do people just let it drop? I, I would think so. But then you wanna catch it. Your instinct is to catch a ball that goes well, into I the stands. When, when if you had a chance to make an out at a baseball game? It, also true. I would just do it for that. That Right. I caught a foul ball at a guard. Well, Did it was you? the Indians. Jose Ramirez hit it. Really? And I got the foul ball. Now, was it's, it on a fly or was it hit the, hit the ground? It, it was bouncing around. Okay. Um, it was a pretty empty game. Our friends uh, gave me tickets for my birthday, and that was the game that we were going to. It was the beginning of August. Pretty empty. Um but I was sitting over in like the one, what's on the first base side? Like 130. Yeah, one I was in the 20, like yeah. 130 section and it shot over. There was no one around. It's bouncing around the seats. I run over there and grab it. Um, 
he then hit into a double play the very next, next pitch. pitch, which I was bummed about. But still, Jose's been my favorite player, oh, yeah. so I was pumped that I got a foul ball from now, him. Do you still have it? Yeah, of course. Of course you do. It's precious. All it's right. the it's the screenshot on my phone. Oh, is it? It's me holding up the foul oh, ball. Nice. Great, great. All right, so other other names. You, 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 I, uh, I found a couple of fun okay, ones. Okay, let's hear one of yours. The Gwinnett. It looks like strippers, but it's Gwinnett stripers. Stripers. But, as soon, but I like strippers. <laughs> but as soon as you look at it, you think, what? Their name is the... <laughs> oh, wait. It's the stripers, stripers, not strippers. I also like this one, the Lincoln Salt Dogs. The Lincoln now, Salt... What does everyone, every, a salt dog? Uh, everyone knows I went to college at the University of Nebraska right. in Lincoln. Well, this is everybody, but now a lot they, of people do. Now they do. Well, now, because of this widely reviewed show. Which works out great because Go Big Red was our football-like chant. Now they're talking. Now it's Go Big Red Square. Exactly. Now they're talking about us, basically. <laughs> but Lincoln Salt Dogs, LSD, is their initials. LSD. That almost seems intentional. Oh, I'm sure it is. And I I think they have hats that just say LSD. And I'm sure they, they I say. I bet they're wildly popular with the college students. That's right. I bet they say, Go LSD. Right. <laughs> What else you got? Okay, I, I like... There's a local one that I have always loved. The Toledo Mud Hens. That's a good one. That's a good one. And I feel like that one's well known. People... Oh, yeah. The Akron Rubber Ducks. That's another that's, local one. Yep, I, yep. I'm happy to say that I actually got to see Francisco Lindor play as a minor leaguer in Akron, Akron. for the Akron Rubber Ducks. Named the Rubber Ducks because of all the tires that were made right. there. Akron, you know? Akron was the rubber city for Exactly. So here's what I, I want to go to sometime in my life. I want to go to this game. The Portland Pickles. <laughs> Come on. I hate pickles. Oh, I, I would have pickles. to cheer against them just out of, like, solidarity. I just want, like, a, like a, a pickle hat. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, what How about, about this one? No, okay. how about this one? Have you ever... You've been to Cincinnati, right? Yes. You know how you cross the bridge to go into Kentucky? Yes. Do you know what town you go into? No, I do not. It's called Florence. Florence. Florence, Kentucky. And on their water tower, it says, Florence, y'all. And the name of the minor league team is na- in Florence is named the Florence Y'alls. Nice. Now, nice. there's an interesting story about why that water tower says Florence Y'alls. Okay, let's hear it. It used to say Florence Mall. But they looked up in some weird law, there was something that there could not be private advertising on public property. And a water tower is, is public property? So, yeah, it must be. Okay. It's a, it must be a public utility there. So they, instead of painting over everything, they just painted over the M and made it a Y and put an apostrophe through an S at the end and made it Florence, y'alls. So they went the colloquial route. Yes, they did. <laughs> I love it. It's just so goofy. But anyone who is in Cincinnati and drives over the bridge to go to Kentucky sees that. And I'm sure everybody comments on it. Oh, it's I when I first was there, I had to ask. I was like, "What is this about?" Right. And that's how I got that story. Very good. So, there's a t- t- a minor league team called the the Las Vegas 51. <laughs> That's on my list, too. Is it? For right. Area, 51. Area 51. I freaking love that. What about the Albuquerque? What do you know what they say about that team? Those guys are out of this world. 
I see what you did there. That was a courtesy laugh. It actually wasn't even that funny. <laughs> it was pretty good, though. They so, named uh, the Albuquerque team after the Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Albuquerque Isotopes. Isotopes, right. Named I... directly after the Simpsons. Because they weren't doing... The nuke tests happened in Nevada back in the 40s, right? 40s, right, yeah. That, wasn't, that never happened in New Mexico, did it? I was wondering if it did, and that's There might have been, like... Uh, parts that before they put it all together. Where it, maybe that yeah. might have been where it came from, but then when I did a little reading, they were like, nope, we just named it after the Simpsons. Yeah, isn't that great? That's just where it came from. Came from a cartoon. Which is wildly popular. Yes, yes. So there's a team, and I don't know where they are, and I should have written this down, but I didn't, but I just love the name so much. It's called the Balking Dead. Oh, my Lord. The Balking, like a Balk? A Balk, yes. Oh, that's bad. All right, my last one I want to talk about, just because I just love this word. You know, anytime you use alliteration, it always kind of works. The Lansing Lugnuts. Lansing Lugnuts. Well, that makes sense because Michigan's big... Motor city. Exactly. Big car manufacturing. I like how they have at least a little tie to something. Right, yeah, to make it meaningful. You know, when I looked at Gwinnett and I thought it was strippers, I was like, whoa, what are they? Oh, no, that says stripers. I was a little disappointed. It would have to have, it would have to have a double P, I think. It would. Yeah. But you're, I don't know. Maybe I just have a quirk in my head where I looked at that and immediately oh, thought oh, of dancing wait, wait. girls instead or, of. Or you're just a guy. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess that could be it too. <laughs> okay. I would also All right, go. how about this? Okay. Um, growing up, there were no professional teams anywhere near my hometown. Um. North Platte, Nebraska. North Platte, Nebraska. North Platte is about halfway between Omaha and Denver. And at the time, the Colorado Rockies did not exist. So the closest baseball team to me was the Kansas City Royals. When you said that, I thought you said the mountains didn't exist. (laughs) How old is that team? (laughs) You know, back when it was all just one continent... Pangea. Pangea. Yeah, get out of here. Anyway, so I cheered for the Royals. And I really wasn't even a baseball fan at all until I started collecting baseball cards. But then I had to have a team and a favorite player. And closest team was Kansas City. And my favorite player became George Brett. And there's an interesting... Who was huge in the 80s. Oh my! George Brett is a very special baseball player, actually. I still believe he's the only player to win a batting title in three different decades. The 70s, 80s. Wow. The 70s, 80s, and 90s. He That's won, impressive. He won a batting title in each of those decades. Um, this was an interesting incident, though. The Royals were playing the Yankees um, July 24th. You mean the much-hated Yankees? Yeah, the juggernaut Yankees. Yes. I hate them, too. Um, the Royals are playing them. It's July 24th, 1983. Okay. It's in the ninth inning, top uh, of the ninth. How old are you then? In 1983, I am nine years old. Ooh, so it's very important. I remember this. You do? Yes. Wow. I don't remember, I don't think I remember watching the actual game. I remember family members talking about it a lot and seeing like the highlights over and over of this situation Was on like, the uh, news. Was like sports, uh, uh, sports, cable sports on by then? I, that's a good question. Okay. But I remember seeing it okay, like, so, over and over. Right. Like that weekend or whatever. I don't remember. I'll, I'll be talking about something later on that I've seen over and over over the years. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, all right. It's the top of the ninth. Um, the Royals are down by one. or Yeah, are down by one. Four 
to three. The Yankees are winning four to three. George Brett comes up, jacks a home run, two-run homer, gives the Royals the lead five to four. Five to four. Goes around the bases. <clears throat> uh, Billy Martin. The manager of the... The, the famous, infamous, yes. however you want to say it, manager. I think he was like, he managed him three times. Did, exactly. Three separate times. Steinbrenner loved to hate him. Hire, fire, yep. hire, fire. So he comes out of the dugout and goes to the ump and starts pointing at George Brett's bat. And they start taking a look at it. And they start seeing how the pine tar that players use to get a good grip on the bat is way, going, way going up, up the barrel. Way up on the bat. And then they start the announcers start talking about this rule where it can't go past the Louisville Slugger what do you logo? logo, yeah. Can't be past that. But you can see it's a little bit sticky up there. So the umps start feeling it and messing around with it. And then they finally go and set it across home plate. Because if it's more than 18 inches, and I guess that's how big home plate is. Yeah, the width of it, right? Yep. Then it's illegal. Well, they set it down. They look at it. The ump points to George Brett in the dugout, calls him out. George Brett comes... This is the part that is like burned in my brain. He comes flying out of the dugout like he's going to go out and snap that ump's neck. I mean... Chewing tobacco spit, like just screaming at this guy, going nuts. I've never seen someone in professional sports fired up and just like lose that. it like that. And the, the, I was like, oh my God, I think he's going to kill this guy. And he was called out, but the Royals protest this and they win their protest. Wait, but that, that day they lost the game. That, that day they lost right. the game. And how and the they, Royals protest. And they, they get the game overturned. And then they have to finish from the point where Brett hit the home run. So the Royals are up 5-4. to five four. Four. I think it's then at that point with one out in the top of the ninth. And they have to finish the game. And the Royals end up getting the win. Nice. I've never in any other situation in any other professional sport heard about a game having to be replayed and actually happening. You know, I've heard right. people talk about it, but I've never heard that it actually happened. Fascinating. And it's burned in my brain. George Brett was my favorite player, and he went bonkers. And this is what baseball does. Baseball immortalizes moments, you know? So I was reading, and I saw this thing called a cup of coffee player. A cup of coffee player? A cup of coffee player. I don't player. even know what that means. It means a player... Who oh, who's in the league for, for a cup of coffee? For a cup All of right, coffee. now I nice. get it. This is good. This is okay, good. I get it now. So, Ron Wright, who was in one game, he struck out, then grounded into a triple play. Oh, jeez. And then a double play <laughs> in one game. So, he accounted for six outs in one game? Yeah. <laughs> and he never played again. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Kind of hard, hard to recover from that one. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine grounding into a double play and a triple play? Mm. I mean, the, the, the odds against that are... Triple plays happen how many times a season? Maybe once. Not very often, no, right? and probably less than once. Seriously. I found a... I was, you know, just looking up stuff for this podcast and getting excited about the season. I was reading about, like... What are some ways baseball has like somehow crept into American life? And I immediately started thinking about the food. You know, hot, hot dogs, dogs, Cracker Jacks, 
Popcorn. Um, it, you know? But then I started doing a little more reading. And in World War II, grenades were designed to be the same size and same weight as a baseball. And the thought was, any young American should be able to throw it properly if it's the same size and weight as a baseball. Right. And I, I'm sure at that point, it was any young American male. Man. Yeah, yeah. Any young American male. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. It wasn't just... Right. They, well... This is this is the 40s. This is the 40s. But I found that interesting. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah. You see in the, all the old movies, the German... Uh, grenades had that stick so right, they could throw right. them that way. Like a little mini baton or something. Yeah, which makes sense because it's easy to throw, but I mean, being an American man, at some point in your life, you probably played catch. Right. You probably know how to throw a baseball. Well, that, that was also at a time when baseball was at its all-time high in popularity. In the 40s? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Well, it was the age of radio, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and uh, football wasn't really taking had hadn't taken off basketball, at all. There was not even... That's true. The... It, it's America's pastime. Right. What else you got? Well... There's all kind. I mean, there's, there's so, so much. much. So, oh, what? What? You say it's time for another joke? Oh, let's hear another baseball joke. What does a baseball player do when his eyes go bad? Retire? No, he becomes an umpire. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. Wait, Here, I got a, I got a, I got a, a, You got a, another one for us? A poem about umpires. I thought I'd share this poem with you. All right, hit us. Okay, here we go. The umpire is a lonely man whose calls are known to every fan, yet none will call him Dick or Dan in all the season's games. They never call him Al or Ed or Bill or Phil or Frank or Fred. Or Jim, or Tim, or Tom, or Ted. They simply call them names. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write that? No. Where'd you get that? I just found, found it. it yeah. oh, it's a good oh, one, That's though. a good one. I could see you actually writing one like that. That one sounds like a red to me. That was good. I nice. know I can see why you like it. There you go. How about this strange fact? All right, let's go. Hit me. Hit me, brother. Now, when they say the word many in this internet article, I don't know what they mean, but they did name a few players that I recognize their names, they're modern players. They say many MLB players pee on their hands during the season because it toughens their grip. I think that silence was appropriate. How does taking a whiz on your hands I think it's the ammonia your grip? takes out the moisture. I thought, wow. Now that's a guy who's committed to his craft. You know, like, hey, Whatever it takes, if I got to take a whiz on my hands during the season, I will. Sorry, honey, but that's just how it is. <laughs> for, for the next four months? Exactly. <laughs> You're probably going to want to stay away yeah, from that's these. Right. All right, so on August 17th, 1957, the Philly center fielder hit a spectator, a spectator, Alice Roth, with a foul ball as this woman... Alice Roth was being carted off the field on a stretcher. Ashburn hit her with another <laughs> foul ball and broke a bone in her knee. Oh my God! Did he like what? Was it an ex-wife or something? I don't know. <laughs> was he aiming for her? But the chances of hitting, getting hit with a foul ball, are three thousand, three hundred thousand to one. So three hundred thousand to one for for one foul. Okay. Okay. So the chance Take that. To, that's 300,000 squared. 
Easily. Well, that's how you find probability. Right. Okay. So what is that? <laughs> I like, understand like how to do that. Millions or billions? <laughs> well, what's 300,000 times 300,000? I, I don't know. That's a pretty damn big number. <laughs> that's right. But isn't that crazy? That is crazy. How about this is crazy? You know how baseball players just get paid crazy amounts of money. Yes. Like, some of the contracts out there nowadays are wild. This one is from 10 years ago. 10 years ago, Derek Jeter, one of the, one most, of the most popular baseball players in Yankee history. Exactly. That's why I kind of zeroed in on him. I feel like anyone who watched baseball over the last decade knows Derek Jeter. And I actually met the guy at work when I was working downtown here in Cleveland. He came into the bar I was working at. A friend of mine talked a little trash to him. But anyway, he made $269,841.27 per at-bat. Per at-bat. In 2013. Say that again? Yes. Every time Derek Jeter went up to bat, hit, home run, strikeout, whatever... Every at-bat, he made $269,841.27. See, I think if these people are going to get paid astronomical money just to play baseball, then every time they strike out, you should lose some money. Well, I mean, yeah, when you hit a home run, maybe it is worth the $269,000. Right. But not when you strike out. Right? That's right. only a $3,000 at-bat. You're going to lose... No. The, okay. they would, they, they, that's why they have agents. So right. stuff like that doesn't happen. Yeah, okay. So do you remember or we watched our Guardians play the uh, Oakland Athletics? Yes. Okay. The uh, season opener. Right. And he, no, no, no. Actually, excuse me. No, that was the Mariners. The Mariners. This was the fifth, sixth, and seventh game. So you know what they called the Oakland Stadium? No. Ricky Henderson Field. Really? Remember Ricky Henderson? Of course. The... He was like a track star who played baseball. Yeah, and he was the all-time stolen base leader. I swear I had a baseball card that he stole 100 bases in one season. Is that true? We'll have to look that up. So anyways, he missed three games due to frostbite in August. What? He missed three games <laughs> due to frostbite in August. What the hell did he do? He fell asleep on an ice pack. Oh my God. And he got frostbite. That is tremendous. It's ridiculous. Uh, what else you got? Um, Cal Ripken. I just found this fascinating, too. Everyone the knows. Iron, uh, the Iron Man of Baseball. Yeah, he has the record. 2,632 consecutive games. And when I started thinking about that number and realizing there's 162 games a season, he's playing six days a week most seasons, Some, or, you know, most weeks of the season. Once in a while, you get two days off. So this guy's almost working nonstop for 16 years, 82 to 98. Now, obviously, they get time off in the offseason, but 2,632 consecutive games, I don't think anyone will ever touch that. They give people days off just to give them a day off these days. Right, right. You know, I don't think anyone... Well, the, the, the term now they call it load management. Yeah, exactly. That is the more popular. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's gaining ground in sports. Yep. All right, joke time. Uh, joke time for another time, joke. Ready? Hit us with it. What is the difference between the New York Yankees and the Cleveland Guardians? Three hundred million dollars in payroll. Well, that too. <laughs> the last 
Yankees World Series picture isn't in black and white. Oh, <laughs> you're killing me. Hard hitting, baby. What? Ouch. <laughs> I don't think you get to go to the home opener well, if you he, keep telling these jokes. All right. Freud says humor is aggression with dignity. <laughs> but don't. And boy, am I dignified today. <laughs> Stop Stop hitting me with these sad jokes. I want to laugh. Tell me something about the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. All right, what else you got? Um, I, The other thing I was looking at, just like when it came to how has baseball sort of shaped our lives, was just the whole integration. I found that fascinating when I did a little digging into how Jackie Robinson and uh, Larry Doby integrated baseball in 1947, just after World War II, the first black players get to play in baseball. And they're, you know, obviously they're stars. Right. They, there's no way they would have been given a chance if they weren't at that point in our history. Well, they were good ball players, anyways. But what they did was, and if you ever saw anything about on Branch Rickey, they, they called all these players for the Negro Leagues and found somebody with a personality that won't be combative so they could integrate into the league. And both both Doby and Jackie yeah. Robinson filled the bill. Well, this I just thought was so interesting. You know, public schools were supposed to be integrated. Well, they broke the color barrier in baseball in 1947. Ruby Bridges did not go... Did not get to integrate public schools. The Sometimes first, in the 50s, right? It was in 1960. 60. So 13 years before public schools finally were forced to integrate. That's it. You know, that's I just found that really interesting how baseball sort of led the way. Right, right. And hope sports sort of gave people a chance to look at things in a little bit different light. I don't, you know, obviously, we still haven't got as far as we need to. No, but, but uh, so much has but changed. But I, I think that's a significant point. You know, that, that integration hit the sports arena long before it did daily life. Exactly. I, I found that just an interesting way that baseball influenced just American life. Right, right. So, this is one of my favorite things I've ever seen on TV. Oh, geez. Okay. Jose Canseco, you remember him? Of course I do. He was my younger brother's favorite player oh, really? growing up. Of the Oakland Athletics. Of the A's, yes. One of my favorite plays ever to watch. And I've seen uh, it a million times. I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. Fly ball in yep. the outfield in Cleveland Stadium. Yep. Canseco goes back. The ball bounces over his head and goes over the fence for a home run. Bounces off, off his, his head. head. Yeah. Not over his yeah, head. Yeah, you're right. Off bounces his off his head. <laughs> and goes... Into in, the over the fence, over the fence for a home run. Unbelievable! Yeah, that was great. I've seen it probably twenty times, and I still miss it. <laughs> it's fantastic. What well, the other another video clip that I hope everybody's seen is the famous Randy Johnson one, where he blows that pigeon. Wasn't it a pigeon or it was, was a pigeon? A yeah, he was throwing a ball to home home a base. Fast. It was a fastball, I think. Right, like his hundred mile an hour right. fastball. And that bird explodes just into a puff of feathers. Turns into... It is unbelievable. Seriously. And you know what they called it, don't you? No. A foul ball. Oh. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't a duck, because then it'd have to be a water foul ball. I knew you'd like that. Oh, I, oh you quacked me up. <laughs> oh, d stop. We're editing that out for sure. So I got to ask one more thing. All right, okay. Don Larson was a pitcher, I believe, for the, the Dodgers. 
1956, pitched a perfect game in the World Series. It's the most famous pitching performance in all of baseball history. But it wasn't a perfect day for Don Larson because his <laughs> wife filed for divorce, filed for divorce that morning. <laughs> what? Maybe he was so relieved. Maybe, maybe. He was like, oh my God, I've been trying to sh sh get rid of this woman for so long. And she finally is filing. It's a perfect day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go kick some ass out here. That's right. So, I, 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 got, I got another poem for you. Okay. Alright, give us one more poem. And then I have one more just little uh, thing about baseball that uh, this, I thought was interesting. This poem is called Reasons. Reasons. Did you write this one? Nope, didn't write it. Where'd you find it? On the internet. Okay, that's where everything comes from. There you go. It's the eternal source. The crack of a bat, the smack of a mitt, the pop of a fly, the feel of a hit, the spit of a pitch, the steal of a base, slide into home, look on a face, dive a, dive at a catch, quick double play, tag in a throw, excitement, dismay, extra innings, cheering, winning. Not that hard to find a reason. Baseball is my favorite season. Ah. I do love baseball season. Summer is so fun. Going to the games is great. Well, you know what's great <laughs> about going to a game is you're sitting outside yep. watching a game. Yeah. We don't have these domed stadiums. No. Our weather is good for baseball. It's going to be a little cold tomorrow, but that happens on the opener. We it's know, April. We know this. Yeah. It happens. It'll be fine. But uh, I am super excited about getting to go. I loved our little plan. We have to just share this. Remember the last time that... The four of us, you and me and our wives, were all at the game. And we started talking about how at Cleveland Stadium, you can just bring whatever you want into the game. Right, right. Like food, Any kind of food. Yeah. Food-wise, yeah. I mean. So we were talking about bringing a bucket of chicken and putting a false bottom in the bucket of chicken and sneaking in a few beers in the false right. bottom. <laughs> we were like, we could layer five or six pieces of chicken, put a piece of... Probably get about four beers in there. Yeah, three or four beers. Because, you know, beers are what, $12? That's what I mean. If if they could make them a reasonable price, I yeah. wouldn't have to start scheming like this. Well, here's this. the thing. You say, I'll buy it the first round. You've spent $50. Exactly. I know. I, like, you're like, where's the rest of the keg? <laughs> right, right. What, what? You say, what? Another joke? Give us Another a joke. joke. <laughs> okay. What do a TV evangelist... And the Cleveland Guardians have in common. I don't like these jokes. <laughs> Stop it. What do they have in common? A TV evangelist and the Cleveland Guardians. I don't know. Both can make 40,000 people stand up and yell, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me! I know I'm that Stop good. talking I'm about Karen Chak like that. <laughs> Karen Chak is in big trouble this year. Our, our reliever is a great guy, or I don't know if he's a great guy, but I've really liked him as a reliever. He's a quirky guy. If you don't know James Karinchek, he's very quirky. He's out on the mound. He talks to himself a lot. He throws the ball around right, a lot. Right. He's got all these weird quirks. Did you ever watch him come off the mound? He's like screaming as yes. he's coming off the mound. But And now with this pitch clock, he just seems so rushed. He doesn't seem like he can... Get all of his little right his quirks ticks and in, in order. You know they say that that for a lot of pitchers it's going to take them the whole month of April to to adjust. Unless they were in the minors in the last couple of right. years, because then they've been they've been dealing doing with it. So what do you think? Let's go back to that. What do you think of the new? It's it's, it's like a current um, uh, discussion these days on the radio. What do you think of these new shorter games? They are shorter. There is no doubt. Last about Saturday's it. game, 
Two hours and four minutes. I mean, they are flying. They are flying. And you're, I kind of do like the action. When I was, you know, one of the things I always liked about baseball is just sticking in my earbuds, putzing around in the yard, you know, getting a few things done while I listen to the game. But now I find myself like, really, I have to concentrate. You have to pay attention. And you can't go take a bathroom break because you missed something. Well, it's, yeah, it's happening fast. It, it is. I, I like it. I do too. I'm not mad about it. I don't know that it needs to be quite this pace. Maybe they'll... Well, that's what they're saying on the radio that, that maybe add five seconds to the, uh, the, the batter's... The pitch count. Pitch, pitch count. Or pitch clock. Which I, I'm okay with. I um, think so too. I, I would be fine with that. I really like these bigger bases. They do look like pizza boxes. Well, people are stealing them like yeah. crazy. Well, the, the Guardians have a, a number of... I, uh, Stolen bases. Well, I can't wait till Tito just cuts a few guys loose and says, Quan, just go. Go. Jose, just go. Uh, Miles Straw, just go. Did you see yesterday when Quan went to steal a base and the guy didn't throw to the plate? So he threw in the first baseman and then Quan was going to get caught and he almost made it. In fact, they called him safe. And then replayed it? They replayed I it didn't and see that one. Yeah. But yeah, like I heard a statistic on. The radio yesterday that like eighty percent of attempts are making it right now. They're only throwing out like twenty percent of people. So four out of five times you're getting that base. Talk about some Ricky Henderson days. Yeah. What did I hear? Uh, they as, as before yesterday's game, we had eleven attempts for stealing bases. <coughs> Excuse me. We made ten. Yeah. I mean. That's incredible. Uh, I I think Tito's going to cut us loose pretty soon. All right, are we about ready to wrap it up there? Yeah, I are think... We, whoa, 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 we have one more poll. Wait, we're not... Oh, one more the poem. The fantastic <laughs> baseball episode is not over yet? Not yet. Okay, let me guess. You found this on the internet. I found it on the internet. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. God said baseball between us sounds swell. Satan replied, your team will not do well. I know Mantle and Ruth play for you, but there ain't a whole lot that they can do because the umpires down here are in hell. <laughs> Stop hating on the blue. I, I want to tell, tell you this one story. So when I was a young man, a very young man, baseball hats weren't in vogue yet. In fact, printing on hats wasn't even in vogue yet. So nobody wore baseball hats but baseball players. Yeah, which when you told me that, I was like, wait, everyone wears baseball hats. What yeah, are you talking about? It, it, they, they weren't as widespread. Like girls didn't wear them. You yeah, know, everybody. You just see everyone in baseball right. hats now. Okay, so my mother, bless her soul, I wanted a baseball hat. Okay. She bought me an umpire's hat. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even know what to get. Well, I think that's all she could find. But you know how the umpires had that little tiny brim the, yeah, up? The, it's like it's like two inches wide. The bill on the hat. Yeah. I was like mortified, and I like I wore it for a couple of days for my mother. But it looks so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like being on my seven-year-old T-ball teams. I can still remember like those. The, the kids that were on the team with me, it was a co-ed team. We had three or four girls on our team. Those, those were good days. I loved baseball back in the day. I was never very good. I, I, could, I could throw pretty well. I could field pretty well. I was never a good hitter, though. So I loved baseball. That's all I talked about as a kid. And unfortunately, I don't know why this never happened, but my parents never enrolled me into Little League. 
Really? And then by the time I was like 13. Then you're too far behind. Yeah, I was too far behind. I joined Pony League and I did horrible at first. I because I, people have been playing for six right, years at right. that point. So, I, But I still love baseball, but I was bad. I was bad. So I went out for my high school team. I think I was a sophomore. Okay. I got cut the first day. Oh, dang. <laughs> they're like, sorry, son. We're sorry, not going to waste your yeah. time. I mean, they, they were, were in the gym and they're like... Smashing ground balls in a gym. Oh, okay? yeah, so they're just bouncing around. Oh, and they're just flying. And I missed all three things, you know. That was it. That Have was a good my, day. That was my, that was hey, my baseball Red? career. Red? I hope you can tell jokes because baseball ain't for you. <laughs> well, you don't think I can tell jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell some, just not very often. All right, I, Red. I think this. Red, this has been a blast. I do. I love our baseball episode. I can't wait to do this again. I, I think we hit a home run. Oh, I knew you'd do something <laughs> like that. Well, thank you, thank you everyone. Well, for... I, I got to say one thing. Okay. You're out! <laughs> Get out! All right. Maybe it was not a fantastic episode, but I hope you thought it was. Red squared. Red squared. <laughs>